are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast at the Coronavirus Sessions. I'm your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. He doesn't even get fancy intros anymore. Yeah, no, we just no don't, more we just fancy intros. We don't have time for them, man. It's just like, we gotta get, <laughs> we, we gotta get, we gotta get right to the point. Just go. So, how are you doing, man? Dude, I'm well, man. These are fun. I, I, I'm enjoying the new platform. I know you're missing the studio, but I like, I like the, the turnover. I mean, how many of these have we done already? Like, a it lot. feels like we've done, what, 20 or so? 20, 20 something. Yeah. 20 yeah. something. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it's, it's been good. So, it's been, and I've definitely learned a lot. So, I'm, I'm excited to get into this one as well. Before we do, though, let me thank our incredible sponsors. You guys, this episode is brought to you by Brooker Pest Control. Um, Brian Aurelio is a great friend of mine, and he's always dropping knowledge and wisdom on me, man. I, I absolutely love that guy. Uh, and uh, he was on the podcast several weeks ago. It was episode. I went back to look it up so I could tell everybody, like, go back and watch this episode because it was a good one. It was episode 88. Um, but you guys, Brooker Pest Control can take care of your home or business when it comes to pest control. Give them a call at 352 378 2433 or find them online at brookerpestcontrol.com. There you go. That was a really <laughs> that was a really fun podcast. Like the stories that we got from his episode were so fun. Yeah, it was always like all, all I remember was squirrels in pantries or something like in the house. Like <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm so that is one job I'm like glad that I do not have. Uh, but I'm I'm glad somebody finds enjoy, enjoyment of it. Um <laughs> You know, and our, our second sponsor is Matt Houchins of Houchins Consulting. Uh, Houchins Consulting is here to help your business through this time of uncertainty, guys. Through the end of May, you can take advantage of a free, let me repeat, free Google My Business audit and update uh, by mentioning the WHOA GNV podcast, baby. Tell Matt we sent you, and uh, he'll take really good care of you. You can find him at gnvseo.com. Again, that's GNV for Gainesville, SEO for search engine optimization.com, gndseo.com. Matt and Brian, thank you guys so much for your support of this podcast. We can't do this without incredible sponsors like you. And uh, we absolutely love you guys. So thank you so much. And I'm ready to get into the show. Yeah. You ready to go? Yeah. So today on the show, we have my good friend, Holly Mobis. She is back, you guys. Holly, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Excellent. What did, what did you think? So everybody who's listening, if you haven't heard episode 100, uh, I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't, I'm not even sure if it's our podcast anymore. I felt like it was very much the realtors podcast. <laughs> they did a great job of taking control of it. Uh, Holly, what did you, what did you think of episode 100 when it, when it came out? I thought it was awesome. I really, um, just being a part of it personally was so much fun and, I have relationships with some of those realtors, but I was able to really get to know some more realtors within, you know, our community and everybody was just, you know, there's a lot of big personalities and I love a big personality. I'm a big fan of a big personality. So I just had so much fun and made a lot of, uh, reconnected with friends and made a lot of new friends. And it was just cool to be around other professionals and get to learn from them and grow and be able to share, you know, as well. So I, I'm, I had a blast and it was a, it was a lot of fun to watch too. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit like, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy. We're like, oh, oh. <laughs> but it was so funny, though. That, yeah. So for for you guys, listening audience, if you haven't checked out episode one hundred, go check it out. I mean, we we did this mastermind format. It was our first time trying something like this. We had never done it. We we're like, man, this is episode one hundred. We got to make it epic. So we had six of you guys, six real real estate agents in the room with Mike and I. And then we had our crew in there too. I mean, it was a packed house. Yeah. And and then Andy Malden decided to sponsor the open bar. <laughs> so so we had some we had some some really great uh, alcohol <laughs> drinks. And uh, and you know, after a couple hours now, I, I was feeling a little light after a couple hours. And then we we did that side hustle which was like another 40 minutes, which wasn't intended to be another 40 minutes, but it was. Like three hours in. Yeah, yeah. By, that, by that time, by that time, I was definitely toasty, but it was a riot. Pretty, pretty well lubricated. And that was the funniest thing I ever seen. And, and Holly, you sang for us. Like you sang uh, on the side hustle. It was so great. Also because of, also because of the festivities. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what it's all about. A lot of, get, 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 we've got to have fun, you know? Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's interesting because, like, one of the things that I don't want to say I was disappointed in it was, but like, that we didn't really consider, and we don't, you know, we we do a lot of like content ahead of time, right? Because we're trying to we're trying to get ahead. We want to have time for our crew to like really edit and and you know get get have, have the time to prepare to get it scheduled out that kind of thing. But we had recorded that episode a, a solid month, you know, before release. You know, that was right. early March and then we released it, uh, you know, April 6th or 7th, like right in there. So it was over a month by, between recording and the release. And then all of this virus stuff happened, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, no, we weren't even talking about that stuff. I mean, besides my couple of coughs in there and everybody's kind of looking at me wondering if, uh, oh, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe Colin's starting to come down with this thing. Uh, <laughs> but it was like right at, like right before all of it really started to, you know, happen and you started to hear about it on a daily basis. Um, so, so we didn't even really talk about, you know, coronavirus or impact on the real estate business or anything like that. So I'm kind of curious now, um, yep. and this is one of the reasons we want to have you back was just to kind of check in and see since that recording, what has kind of happened in the real estate world? Um, you know, is there a fear of like the same kind of thing happening and as happened in 07, 08? time frame like what's what what's the real estate vibe right so, uh, so isn't that crazy that like one month crazy. later i mean just what we're experiencing right now that we've never experienced before really in our lifetimes um you know with everything just this you know social distancing and quarantining everyone and so obviously there is an impact but um you know people still need to have homes and people are still, you know, there's people are still moving right now, you know, real estate's still happening and it's still, I mean, I've got uh, buyers and sellers and, and, but the, the difference is really in how we're treating that, you know, like before, for instance, if I'm selling a home, you know, the, my showing instructions are, well, I'm at work from nine to five, you know, just, text the realtor, let her know that, you know, this home can be shown, um, you know, two hours in advance calls, you know, like typical showing instructions. Well, now, you know, some sellers are not wanting to show their home at all because there's this fear and it's a valid fear 
of having people come into your home that, um, sorry, my cat is meowing at my dog, that coming into your home, you know, that could, you know, it's, there's such a, there's just so much fear about how quickly this can spread. So there are um, safeguards that we're putting in place now as realtors in, to, to protect our sellers and our buyers. And, and some of those things that we're doing is um, a questionnaire. So um, before we take, if, if we're taking a buyer out, they have to fill out what's called a, just a COVID-19 questionnaire. And it asks you questions like, have you been out of the country? Um, have you been sick? Have you, you know, are you, you know, like, where are you to make sure that you are well enough and you're, there are no signs or symptoms. You haven't been traveling out of the country, even tested night positive for it, um, that they must fill out and sign before, um, before we take them out. And then also just being a little bit more strict in, on the buyer side to make sure that they're ready to go and qualified. So for instance, you know, maybe before the COVID-19 I would meet a buyer and show them a home before I got all the documentation. If I'm on the phone with somebody, you know, I'll show you this phone before I'm like, I need to know, make sure you're pre-qualified. Now that I'm not going to show them 50 homes before they're pre-qualified, but I might meet them for the first time, show them a home, then go through it. Well, now nobody's going to, we're not, you know, we're, buyers aren't going out there unless they're ready to go. They're pre-qualified. You know, there's not, we're just being a little bit more strict simply because of, being, you know, the precautionary measures that we need to take. And, um, you know, when, you know, sellers are asking a lot of, you know, a lot of sellers are saying, you know, uh, asking, you know, let, let us know what time you're coming and they're leaving everything unlocked and leaving gloves at the door or asking the agent to bring gloves and a mask. And really we're doing that anyway on our own, if I'm bringing the buyer and, you know, really limiting the amount of things that we're touching, you know, so, I'd say the biggest change in terms of being out there in the field on is just having to take these extra precautionary measures. Um, and so, and I, you know, I think also there is some fear, right? There is fear. You know, we don't know what this is. This is, even if we don't want to admit, I think everybody is a little bit uneasy about how all of this, what, what, what is this? You know, people are, um, you know, they've, they've shut down everything that's not essential, right? So there is some fear in, okay, if I'm a seller, I've got a buyer. Well, what's going to happen in a month? So I just had a, a contract actually um, where the I had the buyer and the sellers um, couldn't close in 30 days because they are, um, their job doesn't, their doctors and their, do their job ends in June and they're moving in June. So they wanted to do what's called a post-occupancy, meaning we, you close in 30 days and um, then the new owners of the home will rent the home to the old sellers. They'll have post-occupancy of the home until they leave. Well, by, my buyers, you know, kind of were uneasy about that, decided they didn't want to do the post-occupancy and the sellers decided they weren't, didn't want to sell the home. They, they didn't want to wait until June to close. Why? That, that, that now, because there's this added fear now of people could be losing their jobs, you know, for them, you know, whereas my, sure. the guys, they really loved the home. They just didn't want to do the post-occupancy. They were ready. They would have closed, the, the, you know, but on the, in the seller's eyes, well, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. So I think it is impacting the way 
both parties are reacting and, and you know, there's a lot uh, on, as realtors that we have to just uh, be understanding and just do our best to, because this is new for all of us. Um, but there's definitely uncertainty. Um, you know, you mentioned, is it going to be, you know, are, are we going to go back to what happened in 2008? I don't think so. You know, um, you know, my husband's on the mortgage side and he's been doing this for 20 years and what happened in 2008 was totally different. You know, that was an issue of, and I, I'm not a professional, so I don't know how much I should speak to this, um, but that was an issue of loose money lending and not um, being responsible with, you know, there was, so that was kind of a, a different thing. Whereas now banks learned from that, you know, lenders learned from that. Um, we're not in that situation. You know, the situation we're in is, um, with, you know, is now I think banks are going to be coming uh, higher in their restrictions. So whereas you could get loans in the 500s with, with the credit score 500s, now it's gone up to like 640. So that's sort of what we're seeing now is it's going to be harder to get a home. And then obviously there's concern with, are people going to lose their jobs and, you know, not have, you know, what's going to go on with the economy. But I would say that I think the, um, I'm, I'm uh, I'm forgetting the word right now, but uh, the the money that has been giving to that uh, what's the, the PPP word? stuff, yeah, um, is helping. You know, people are getting some some relief in all of this. So right. I think that that's certainly going to help. And my hope is, you know, this will be over sooner than later, and we'll be back to business as usual. And you know, I don't know. Yes. So it sounds like it's been primarily on the the processes or the, or the way the way you do business versus the actual industry as a whole, you know, crashing down or anything like that. None of that's right. happening. It's just more we're of how we're engaging on a day to day yeah. basis. Yeah, um, I've definitely seen a lot of real estate agents doing virtual tours and doing more live yeah. video content. So I think video content or content in general has just been on the rise. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, since sure. this has happened, and I've seen a lot of that. So it's 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 interesting to see how, you know, you guys are getting creative, and you've already been creative with. <laughs> now, now I'm seeing all of your what what's this line? I I have not seen this show. What is this? What's it, what's it called? The Carol Baskin uh, stuff, or like, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where everybody's in quarantine at home and they got nothing else to do. So let's check out what this. It's a it's a bananas show. Definitely not appropriate for kids. Probably not even appropriate for adults, but <laughs> it's a documentary about like it's real people, and I can't even explain to you. I can't. You'd have you have to watch it really. I mean, yeah. the things that you see unfold before your eyes, it's like you. It, there just are no words. And the the crazy thing about it is like this is really this really happened, and it happened in Florida, not so far away, <laughs> and it's, it's like crazy. So. Anyway, I watched yeah, the first. I watched the first ten minutes of the first episode. I was like, "Yeah, no." Oh, you didn't like, get far enough. <laughs> I didn't get far enough. Huh? I uh, mean, the things that you see unfold, you ju you're just like, "This can't. It can't be real. It just. It can't. This can't be real life." And the well, fact that it is is what makes it so crazy. The only reason I bring it up is because you and your husband have been doing these skits based on the show, right? Which I think are <laughs> unique, which are a unique way to brand. But that's necessarily not necessarily on the real estate side because you've done that that stuff on. You know, you've done video your own uh 
parody music videos. Yeah, yeah, parody music videos, which are which are fantastic on the real estate side. But this has really been on on the the business side because you know we did talk about it a br- like briefly, or you had said it in the side hustle, I think. But you you guys also have a brewery in High High Springs, High Springs Brewery. Um, right. You know, so why don't why don't we dive into that a little bit and kind of tell us yeah. how it's impacted that business? Um, you know, and it, and if you're not selling a ton of beers, it just, but this is a time for branding and making skits based on crazy Florida shows or what? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So on the brewery end, you know, we're a relatively new brewery. We um, just opened our doors, I believe June of last year. And so there are, there are kind of different angles that you go when you open a brewery. So you can go the path of distribution, which, um, you know, when First Mag opened, they kind of started in distribution and then secondary became the tap room. And, and the climate when we opened was, it was more um, the, the, the focus and the money to be made was in tap room and tap room sales. So we didn't really focus at all on distribution because that's a whole nother animal. So our primary, primary focus was, and um, you know, God has been good and we have had a lot of, um, a lot of successes. Just, we were brewing for what was in the brewery, you know, like, so we were brewing for taproom sales and, um, you know, when we first started, we were just trying to catch up with the demand and, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, for those of you who don't know, it's in high Springs and it's right, um, in downtown, right across from free theater, close to great outdoors. And, it's just a really cool spot. Our, our focus has been like for it to be a really like family friendly atmosphere. We've got a big field where kids can play around and we have food trucks and families just come and hang out and it's been a really cool spot. So obviously when all this quarantine happened, all of that was all that ended, you know? And so now it's a refocus of, okay, well now we can't have an open tap room, which is primarily what, which was all of what we were about up until that point. So the nice thing is in all of this is that they have allowed breweries to continue to be open on a to-go basis, you know, so obviously, you know, meaning you can sell your product to go. So we've had to do a little bit of Mike calls these, Mike calls these adult happy meals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's awesome. You can drive by any, and I really encourage you to do that. If you're watching, Go by your local breweries, go by First Mac, go by Swamp Head, you know, go by any of the local breweries in the area, go by High Springs Brewing Company and support because, you know, everybody needs, um, and that's just in general. I mean, go by your, uh, really in the, during this time, and I've really been trying to push this on social media, not just breweries, restaurants, you know, don't, you know, think, look and seek to order from those local restaurants because you know, we want everybody to survive through this and that's how they're going to survive is if we all do our part and just buy local, go visit the local restaurants and pick up food to go and, and try to support as much as we can. So anyway, um, we started canning and selling growlers. So we, so luckily, um, it just worked out. Um, we had just put in a big order of growlers, um, because people, we were still selling growlers before all this happened. So we had growlers and we had the system to can. We just weren't really doing it. You know, it was in the works, but it wasn't our primary focus because it, you know, we were just, we weren't, we didn't, you know, it wasn't, it didn't need to be priority. So obviously now it does. So it's been really cool to see um, the canning process happen. You know, like our first can was really cool. And, and um, so now we're able to sell, you know, growlers and, and, and um, 
cans and things like that. And um, we actually just are, I haven't put it on social media yet, but we're dropping our, uh, a new IPA today that we, we can. So it's going to be, which is, I, I haven't tried it yet, but I heard it's fire. Um, so I'm excited to try it. But, you know, so I would say that obviously our sales are not the same as they were, but people have come around and supported and we've got a great local community and we're doing okay. We're getting support from the government. You know, we, we got a, you know, that's going to help. And we're really trying to support the employees as well. So we've doubled their salary, you know, because, you know, obviously their hours are reduced. So when they come, they're able to make a little bit more, you know, just trying to, you know, do what we can as a, as a company and as a brewery to just get through this together. So I would say it's been awesome to see um, people come and rally around and, you know, we've had good, great to go sales. Um, um, not the same as being open, but we're going to be okay and we're going to get through it. And um, I think had they shut it down completely, you know, if they'd shut down and not allowed to go sales to be happening in breweries and, and, um, restaurants and things like that, then I think it'd be a different story. I think everybody is definitely feeling it, but I think, you know, we're all coming around and we're all supporting each other. And, um, I think fingers crossed everybody, you know, the majority of small businesses will get through this and we'll be stronger for it. And, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I have more questions, but I'll let, I'll let Mike have a turn. <laughs> no, I, my ears immediately perked up when you said you doubled the, your employee's salary. So what, what went into that, that uh, decision and that thought process? Um, you know, I think it's just, you know, we're, we were looking at, okay, so our normal hours are cut in halves because now we're only, you know, open four to eight Monday through Friday and noon to uh, noon to eight on Saturdays. But normally we were you know, three to 11, you know, on we on, you know, Thursdays and Fridays, you know, three to midnight. So our hours have really reduced. And so obviously their hours are reduced. And if this is their only job, not only that, but you know, you've got a full brewery packed with people and they're, they're also living on tips. That's mm -hmm. significantly reduced when you have, you don't have a brewery full of people for a significant amount of time. So I think it was just sitting down and figuring out what we could do to really love on our employees, let them know that they're valued and just get everybody through this time. So that's what, that's the decision that was made to, to do that. That's really awesome. Uh, well, well done on that. So I, I also wanted to ask you, like, how, how has this adjustment been for the family side, the, the kids and the pets and, and what has it been like? Are you doing the homeschooling thing? Yes. So that's a great question. So um, it's been, you know, uh, you know, there's been all these memes out there, like, because uh, I'm, I'm a natural <laughs> introvert, you know, like, it's like introverts, we were made for this, you know, and I, <laughs> I <laughs> this is our time. We yeah, this is our time, you know, so I think so there's great. definitely been uh, a progression, you know, in the beginning, it was like, all right, you know, I get to sleep in, you know, there is a little bit of, you know, I've got more time, you know, you know in the beginning, the kids weren't in school. And, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, cut to four weeks later, five, I don't know how long it's been that we've been doing the social distancing, but um, I think it's, I think we're all, even us, even my fellow introverts are like, oh my gosh, I need a routine. I need to like, you know, I miss being able to go and, you know, I have a Pilates studio right down the street that I go and work out. So I've been like, that's, I've been having to like run. Who likes to run? I hate running, but I've been taking <laughs> my boys out and making them run with me and doing like Lisa's class. I did her class this morning, virtual, you know. 
Um, so I think all of us, I, I think there's been good, I think there have been if good moments out of all of this for sure. I definitely have enjoyed the extra time where, you know, just spending with my family, you know, having my husband around more and, you know, just being able to sort of take a breath from the, the grind that we, you know, impose upon ourselves. So there, I definitely have felt that, you know, but I think there's the flip side of that where it's like, okay, you know, even my kids, I was like, so how, you know, how are you guys doing? And in the beginning, they were like, this is the best. And my son was like, I'm bored, mom. <laughs> like, I want to go out, you know, I think kids want to see their friends. And I think they're, I think that's the biggest thing is that we're having, we're able to connect with our, with our, our family, but you know, we miss the people that we love. Like Easter was really hard for my mom, you know, and my dad that we weren't able to all get together and just, you know, have family dinner. And there's these traditions that we've done forever, you know, watching church online on Easter was crazy to me. And I think about all the churches, you know, I've used to work um, for a church and I think about just some things that are important, you know, like, yeah. Okay. Um, so tithing is important for churches, right? They survive on tithing. And Easter and Christmas are their biggest, it's like the Super Bowl for churches, right? That's their biggest time. And this has got to be really impacting. And I know they'll get money too from, but I just think about that. Like, well, how is that in really impacting all these churches who the, the Super Bowl of the year, the biggest, you know, there are a lot of people that do not go to church every Sunday, but they go on Easter and they go on Christmas. And just the fact that that didn't happen or the fact that we just couldn't get together and corporate worship and, and celebrate what that day is all about. So, you know, all, you know, so the, I guess, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but the answer is it's good and it's bad. And there have definitely, it just depends on how you want to look at it. Um, and it depends on your mood and my mood, you know, one, one, one second, I'm like, this is a really, I really appreciate it. Another, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm dying. You know, so. <laughs> uh, nowhere in the middle. It's like extreme yes. opposite. Right. One or the other. <laughs> yes. uh, it's funny. Um, you got something else, Mike? Yeah. That's been one of the themes a lot. Uh, as we've talked to several different guests, it's been perspective. Um, yeah. For sure. It's just kind of fascinating. What is, is there anything like if, if it went back to normal tomorrow, would, would that be what you wanted? Would you want to have it exactly like it was? Or is there anything that as we've gone through this, there's been life changes or things like that that you, you hope, hope stay? Mm, that's a heavy question. Um, you know, I definitely think that there is something to be learned from the slowing down of everything and the appreciation of the little moments and, you know, not getting caught up in all of the, what we like superimpose on ourselves and, and, and all the routine. And there's something to be said for being able to take a break and the things that are really important in life, you know? So when things like this happen, I think you definitely get a perspective in, okay, what's really important to me? You know, yeah, we, we do all need to stay inside because we're protecting our parents and our grandparents and the people who, who, you know, for us, we'll be all right if we get the, the co you know, COVID-19. Our kids will probably be all right. But what about the people that we love who wouldn't be all right if they were exposed to it? So I think, I think it definitely has brought a, a, a reminder and an appreciation for what really matters. And, and, you know, you forget sometimes and you just get so busy into it, but what really matters to all of us is the people that we love and keep and, 
health and you know there's so many things that we take for granted every day like you know that we can get up and that we don't you know have that we can walk and that we don't you know we're not in a hospital you know like with a respirator and we don't want that for the people that we love we don't want that for ourselves so um you know just trying to really be um um conscious and i'm trying i'm drawing a blank on the word but to be aware and to be sensitive and understanding of the, it all because it's easy to be like well i'm fine it's not going to be it's going to be okay for me but it's not about you if you're fine it's about you you know what if, if this you know you expose somebody else who then exposed somebody in your life that you love and who didn't make it through because of it you know so i think definitely it's brought a perspective in regards to the things that really matter and people matter and the people that we love matter. And, um, you know, everybody that, you know, somebody, you know, every single person matters, whether they're not the, they're the person that you love, somebody loves them. And, you know, they matter just as much as the person that you love too. Yeah, <clears throat> very well said. Uh, I mean, Mike, I mean, it's one of the things that, you know, you and I have talked about. Um, I mean, you know, there's, uh, given the fact that we're not at our dealership right now, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. It's been hard, you know, because you don't have, you know, we've been trying to figure out ways to streamline the communication and we've been trying to make sure that we can see our team's face and hold them accountable and, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, and like, I, I probably act, it's crazy. Anytime I work remote, I get more work done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting way more work done. Uh, even, even doing these podcasts and I'm still like, I'm carving this podcast and I'm still getting more work done than I normally get done at the mm -hmm. dealership because mm -hmm. there's just way less distraction. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, I get the benefit of having uh, family dinners with my family. Right. There's no, there's no travel sports. There's no, there's no extracurricular activities. We're sitting down and we're having dinner as a family, which yes. we never get, we never get the opportunity to do. Yeah. And, and then Mike, and I've heard you say it too, you know, like you're getting tons of work done, but you also have the time to spend with Miranda and, you know, you get that, that quality time, which you just don't normally get because you're, you know, strapped to the dealership from Absolutely. You know, nine, nine to seven, you know? Um, so those are, those are the things that I hope stick around are the, you know, the, the family dinners and things that happen. Are you going to introduce us to your dog or what? <laughs> Oh, she went inside. I love that perspective because I feel like it's the opposite. And I don't know if that's a, a woman in the house role versus the man in the house or what, because like I have never cooked so much in my life. Uh, I'm homeschooling <laughs> my kids all day. Like I'm always wondering what am I going to make for the next meal? I mean, I am done. I'm done cooking. I feel like my whole day is revolved around this new role of stay at home mom, home cook you know all these things so i just think that's funny i just well you just take the extracurricular activity budget and you just move it to the grocery budget and the takeout budget because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's definitely i've seen so many memes of like yeah so our grocery budget is now twenty five hundred dollars a month <laughs> that's, and right. that's so true i mean having two i've got two boys they're 10 and 12 and they are hungry all day long and i'm like all right, we got to, I'm going to teach you guys how to cook. Like I just literally had a, a conversation with my 10 year old. Like, what do you want to eat? We're, I'm going to teach you how to cook it right now because I'm done. I'm done. I don't like, it's eating up all of my time. And I'm just, so, right. I mean, that's so interesting. I mean, and maybe that's, that. I mean, that's good. You can kind of get more opportunity to invest into their lives and like, and teach them something. I, you know, I'm talking to Shannon. I'm like, I'm like, babe, I want to, I want to do, 
you know, and we haven't set it up, set it up yet. Cause we're trying to get our, we're trying to get things kind of in, in it, some sort of routine. Like you said, routines have been really off, like yeah. getting in some sort of routine with school. But then, you know, I was like, I want to do a Bible study with the kids. I want to, I want to start teaching them about like real life business stuff. They stay, they're seeing me work and they're always kind of curious what I'm doing. And like, you know, we, we did a little podcast with them. Still not sure if I'm going to release it, but like, <laughs> but, but, but like we did a pot, you know, we did a podcast with them and, you know, and I want to talk to them about budgeting. You know, there's this, there's this like app and you can get like a debit card for your kids, like green light app or something like that. You know, I'm like, I want to get that and I want to start teaching them you know, I want to start teaching them how to like take the money that they earn from doing chores and, you know, tithing 10% and, you know, giving, get, you know, giving to local businesses or charities and that kind of thing. And then also saving up for their Minecraft coins, whatever that is, uh, you know, and, and the different things, mm -hmm. but you know, I we just normally don't have a, a lot of time for that kind of stuff. Right. So to be able to kind of carve that kind of, kind of stuff in right now has been, well, it's been kind of rewarding and, um, you know, I mean, I, mean I, I hope that that's the stuff that sticks once this thing is all done. Um, I don't want to carry this on too much longer cause we've, we've already kind of surpassed time, but I want, but I want to ask you about the brewery brewery, given the fact that the tap room, you know, one of the things that has seemed to be kind of a concern, um, is whether or not gatherings of large groups of people will, will get back to normal or will get back to normal soon. Um, I mean, do you think that this is going to become a permanent uh, pivot that you guys have done? Or do you do you think that, you know, later this year, everybody will be back at the tap room, uh, you know, drinking and hanging out together? I mean, I, I hope that people make the, the right decision for themselves. You know, I do feel like we have short memories. Um, so I think once it goes back to normal, I don't think it will be as long as it's, is it safe for people? I would hope, you know, that people will, I think people are really missing that and wanting to gather and wanting to just, you know, relax and enjoy time with their friends. It's just the question of, I mean, I, I think that, that we're going into uncharted territory and I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. So I think it's, it probably will be packed. I think there are people that once this is lifted, will be like, well, you know, it's still out there and um you know i still need to you know i don't know i don't i don't yeah i don't have a i think probably it will be impacted somewhat but i i do think we'll be everyone will be okay and i really the the biggest concern is that everybody does what's right for them and um you know you you read things about you know that things have come out on facebook and i'm no covid19 expert but they've talked about how kind of people need to get out and it needs to kind of spread a little bit so that it can run it, run its course, you know, but what we're trying to do is come up with a vaccine or treatment for it so that when people do get it there, there's, you know, we're able to deal with it and manage it. So I think at some point it's going to have to happen, but I'm, I could be completely, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm no expert and I yeah. not a lot of research. So. Well, and I certainly don't have a crystal ball either. I think, I, I mean, if I have a word of encouragement for our audience, I guess it would just be to, to, to really try to prepare for, for whatever you think the worst might, might be, right. um, you know, like the conversations we've had as a team, um, you know, are like, okay, we need, we need to be, we need to be prepared in the event that school does not start in August. We need yeah. to be prepared in the event that there is no football season in August. And we need, you know, we need to focus on the short term. We need to get to June. 
like let's let's focus on getting to June, but let's also keep in mind that this is a possibility. And so yeah. we need to start taking some steps now. And and it's kind of hard because there's just so much pressure in the short term and that we we got so much that we have to take care of right now. And yeah. and 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 you're working on your back on your back porch and you got kids that are hungry every 10 minutes. <laughs> um, luckily Shannon, she's really good about addressing those needs, but I, I know the tendency is for children well, to, go, to go to mom. And I know that <laughs> as a mom that those kids are coming to you, um, over dad probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, just, uh, I guess audience just think, think about those long-term implications and try to do what you can to, to prepare for them now. Um, yeah, Holly, this nice has been great, know, right? It would, sorry, it would be nice to know, yeah. you know, to have a crystal ball and to know, like, are we preparing for this? Like you said, is this going to be a six-month journey, or you know, is this something where you know, a month? You know, I don't know, but it, you know, I don't think anybody knows. So we're just trying to, yeah, got to do the best, right? That's right audience where they can connect with you on the real estate side and on the brewery side. Yeah. Sorry. The, the first part cut off what you were saying on the tell our audience where they can connect with you on the real estate side, because you work with better homes and gardens agency, the Thomas group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So so contact information for you on the real estate side and on the brewery side, please. Yes. So you can contact me. You can email me. My email address is Holly, H-O-L-L-Y at, and I'm sure you guys can put it. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll put it right here. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) ThomasGroupRealty.com. That's my email. And um, you could give me a call on my cell at 786-423-4566. I'm on Facebook. Um, Holly Mobus Realtor is my Realtor Facebook. and Instagram is just Holly Mobis at Holly Mobis. And for the brewery, we are on Facebook, uh, High Springs Brewing Company. So it's High Springs Brewing Company, and you can find us. That's our. That's the best place to find us. Is just to do a search and go to High Springs Brewing Company and follow the brewery there, and um, then you'll get updates and things like that. And follow my realtor page too for updates and funny um, parody videos to make you feel better. Yeah, the parody videos are great. Go check out the parody videos yeah. for sure. sure. <laughs> and uh, go, go get yeah. your adult happy meals from <laughs> yes. from Ice Go go pick up your alcohol to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a new world, people. It's a new world. That's right. <laughs> Have you seen that so, one? But, um, but but don't drink and drive. That's right. No, well, we're all quarantined, so you yeah. gotta you gotta take it, take to it go. home. Take it home. Take, to, to go take it home. Um, well, good luck with everything. And if there's anything we can do to support you along the way, just let us know. But it's great to catch up again. And yes. Holly's been on twice now. Two right. There you go. And I was uh, just going to say thank you. Thanks for having me. And for, um, I, you know, I didn't know it was just uh, going to be me today. You, so. thought, you thought you were showing up. It was going to be a whole other panel. Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> just going to hang out and hear everybody else. So um, it's uh, certainly uh very kind of you to um, invite me. I think. Oh, hold on, my computer's screen. Um, what I love me. about remote podcasting. The <laughs> best, right there. You should have taken the call and screenshot, screen shared it with us. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for inviting me. And anytime, I love what you're doing. Like I've said in the past, and I think you have been a big component and advocate for small businesses and local businesses and. And, um, 
you know, how, uh, I think that really helps, especially during this, this time. Maybe you want to see the doggy. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, well, Mike and I definitely have a passion for Gainesville, and we want to do everything we can to help Gainesville get through this and limit limit job loss, job business closures, anything we can do. Right, man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so thanks again for coming on the show. Everybody, this is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we will see you later. Bye, y'all. Bye.